It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of the Locked On Reds podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Head over to BuiltBar.com and enter the promo code Locked On to get 20% off your next order. That's BuiltBar.com and the promo code Locked On. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The 2020 season did not quite go as planned for Reds fans as the playoffs ended abruptly in the wild card round. Now the Reds are left to pick up the pieces during the offseason and fix a lineup that was the worst in Major League Baseball. How are they going to do it? What are they going to do? Rumors, transactions, news, all here on the Locked On Reds podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Carr. Let's go. Holy rumor mill, Batman. There have been so many rumors flying around that uh, I think my head has spun around about four or five times with our Cincinnati Reds. There's lots to get to on that. We're going to dive into these rumors. I want to look at the source of pretty much all of these rumors, and we're going to kind of break down where those came from. Also, later on in the show, based on the rumors that we've been seeing, I kind of want to look at the top trade chips for the Reds, if they are in fact, and I don't think that they are, but if they are in fact looking at trying to do some sort of, dare I say, rebuild. I hate that word. Some sort of repositioning or something like that. I don't know. We're going to look at the top trade ships here on today's podcast. But before we get into that, I uh, look at these rumors. Look at where they're coming from. They're being shared by everyone. There's lots of people who have shown their consternation, trepidation, and straight up worrying about the direction of the Reds. I've been one of them. I mean, there's lots of rumors about Sonny Gray. Now there's rumors cropping up about Luis Castillo and even some rumors cropping up about Eugenio Suarez. And you're thinking, what's going on here? We got precisely 62 games of excitement in 2020, and now we're looking to restart again? I thought this was on the brink of playoff contention, as I did. I, I thought the Reds were opening their window of contention, and now it seems as though they're voluntarily closing it. But not so fast, my friend. Let's look at the source of these rumors. You can trace every single one of them back to one reporter. His name is John Heyman. Now, before you insert your prejudices and your probably well-founded opinions about this one reporter here, I, I want to make note that he's a good reporter. Look, the job of a reporter is to take facts and report them. He doesn't necessarily have to be judicious about those. Now, in some cases, you know, if it's going to hurt somebody or something like that, then yeah, okay. But we're talking about baseball here. We're talking about baseball transaction rumors. That's not going to hurt anybody. So based on what he hears, he reports. So someone in the organization, whoever it is, the leak or whatever, it's not, it's not as if this top secret or something like that, that they've got to worry about 
keeping secrets in the cupboard. We're, we're not talking about international relations. We're talking about the Cincinnati Reds. But whoever his source is inside the organization reports to him, hey, so-and-so's name came up in a trade discussion. So then John Heyman does his job and says, so-and-so is being discussed in trades. That's not a lie. He's not making that up. That's the facts that he received. But one thing that we need to know as Reds fan is the limited scope of those facts. Let's look specifically at the most recent one. This came out just yesterday. Was Luis Castillo, as well as Sonny Gray, is being discussed in trades. Asks are appropriately high for young frontline starters. The Reds went for it last winter and were rewarded with a playoff spot. But the belt tightening this winter is clear. That's a tweet from John Heyman. I read that word for word. What did he say that's untrue? He said Luis Castillo and Sonny Gray being discussed in trades. I'm sure that's the case. If I'm Nick Crawl. And I look at my team, I say, you know what, I've got a competitive roster that made the playoffs last season by the hair of their chinny-chin-chin, so maybe I also need to be prepared in the event that we don't necessarily insert ourselves into the playoff conversation in 2021. What does that look like? What does the future look like if we're not quite there? So yes, Nick Crawl is doing his due diligence whenever he talks with another general manager and says, what do you think about this guy? What, what kind of value does this guy hold in your opinion? Stuff like this. It's not as if he is holding up a sign at some sort of auction saying, Luis Castillo to the highest bidder, Sonny Gray to the highest bidder. That's not the case. Also, he said the Reds went for it last winter. Obviously, they spent a ton of money and were rewarded with a playoff spot. That's also true. Regardless of how we Reds fans feel about the fact that they made the playoffs and didn't score a run in 22 innings, they made the playoffs. That really wasn't the goal. The goal was to win in the playoffs, but hey, whatever. They made it back to the playoffs. But the belt tightening this winter is clear. Also true. They've cut payroll. Now, Within that, we need to understand the context. I already kind of gave you the context of Luis Castillo and Sonny Gray, but what about the context of the belt tightening? Yes, money has been cut. The ace of the bullpen is gone. That is something that the Reds need to figure out who is replacing. Relief pitching is a very fickle thing. So yes, belt tightening is evident this winter, but to what extent? The whole idea here is John Heyman is taking a fact and reporting it. He's doing a little bit of his own inferring with different things like that. But at the same time, it's not as if he's saying anything wrong. It's just it's something that's a little annoying because when you do not understand the context of it, when you just see like this, he tweeted an hour ago, a. Eugenio Suarez is another star Reds player out there and being talked about in potential trades. When you first read that, your initial reaction is, what the heck is going on? But again, this falls under the context of, sure, Nick Crawl's probably getting a value on him. It's not as if he's out here saying, A. Eugenio Suarez, to the highest bidder. He's reporting small facts in a window where everyone else takes them and blows them out of proportion especially in the offseason where everyone is hungry for any sort of rumor they can get their hands on. When they see this sort of thing, it drives content. 
And maybe that's his goal. Maybe he's just looking for clicks. Like, literally, as I'm recording this, I saw another tweet from John Heyman. This is about the Cubs saying that you, Darvish, is seems out there in trade talks. Now, it's already gotten a ton of responses from Cubs fans who are like, oh my gosh, are you serious? We're trying to trade you, Darvish? But look, seems out there in trade talks. All I'm asking is you look at the context of what John Heyman is saying. He is not saying that a trade is imminent. He is saying that the guy's name has come up in trade talks. So the ball is still in the Reds' court for what their next move is. What their next move is tells me where they're at. Right now, I'm not saying that they're tearing down the team because John Heyman's just saying, well, they're talking about this guy. They're talking about every guy. They've talked about Trevor Bauer. I'm sure they at least talked for a moment about JT Realmuto on the free agent market. I'm sure they talked for a moment about trading for Francisco Lindor, Trevor Story, Carlos Correa, all these guys. Those aren't false facts. You know, we're, we're not lying about those rumors, but again, there are rumors about somebody talking about the possibility of going after somebody or trading somebody. Just for a moment, I will at least look at some Reds players and their trade values, guys that I would perceive as the top trade chips that the Reds have. That's coming up here in just a minute. But now is the best time to open up a built Bar. Take a bite it tastes amazing, doesn't it? That thing is a protein bar, but it tastes like a candy bar. You don't feel like you're eating some kind of health food bar of nothing because it's got great taste. They've got all the great flavors like Cherry barcia, Cookies and Cream. They've got chocolate peanut butter. They've got a bunch of fruit flavors. Check them out at BuiltBar.com and enter the promo code Locked On. You'll get 20% off your next order. That's 20% off your ability to test what I'm telling you. Because I'm not going to lead you astray on this. Built Bar tastes amazing. It's a great snack for you. A great way to hold you over in between meals or something like that. Great afternoon snack while you're at the office or while you're at work. And you're not going to feel bad for eating it because it's got amazing health statistics. Like 4 grams of fat, 4 grams of sugar, and 17 grams of protein. So, check out Built Bar today. Head over to BuiltBar.com and enter the promo code Locked On for 20% off your next order. Are you ready for some college football bowl season? We are in the middle of college football bowl season, and for folks like myself who like to throw a couple of bucks maybe on a game here or there, this is an amazing time of year, and I've got the place for you to check out. Head over to betonline.ag. I've even got a promo code for you locked on. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus when you set up your account at betonline.ag. With the bowl season, we've got all these different games happening on all these different days. I mean, look at Tuesday, for example. A Tuesday, we've got two bowl games, the famous Idaho Potato Bowl with Tulane and Nevada. BetOnline.ag has Tulane as a three-point favorite right now. There's also... Later on in the day, the Boca Raton Bowl between Central Florida and BYU. BYU favored by a touchdown, according to betonline.ag. So head over to betonline.ag and check out a couple of lines that you like and jump in on the action. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Don't forget to use the promo code either. Locked on. You'll receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online is your online sports book expert. 
Speaking of making a few sports wagers, it doesn't have to be a guessing game because you can check out the brand new Locked On podcast, Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q and featuring handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks and quick-hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to Locked On Bets podcast, brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. And I can vouch for them. They make, made me a couple of bucks the other day, so check them out. They're on daily. They give you the daily lock of the day and more on the Locked on Bets podcast. For a moment, I, I don't want to get too deep into this, but I think it's at least worth exploring if we're to the point where the Reds feel like it's time to tear down and retool, rebuild, whatever word you want to use. Like our buddy Scott at MTG Packfoils on Twitter says, what are you rebuilding to if you haven't won a World Series in 30 years? Yeah, rebuilding is kind of a hard word when you look at it this way, but there are some very intriguing options for the Reds to trade. Last time they did this, back in 2014, a lot of guys who they probably could have gotten great value for in trades earlier on ended up getting to the point where they were at their lowest value and then the Reds decided to trade them. It, it wasn't a good idea. So let's look at some guys real quick. I'm looking at five guys who are at the top of their value now. If the Reds decided to move them, they could probably really, I mean, position themselves well as far as getting some prospects, hopefully, who could make an impact either this year or next year, and a couple of future guys as well. I'm also going to throw in the caveat of they would save money because that's really the point here. If we're talking about what the Reds are doing by trading these very talented individuals, they're probably doing it because A, they get younger talent and they get prospects and words that we hate to hear. But if that's what they're indeed doing, that's why they're trading these guys and they're looking to save money. So Nick Senzel's not on this list. Because he's still making league minimum. And it's not going to make a whole lot of sense to trade a guy who's making league minimum if one of your goals is to save money. So first and foremost, the guy on this list that I'm looking at is Sonny Gray. He's he's obviously been mentioned in a ton of trade rumors, but he would bring back a lot. Because with him, you still have a very talented pitcher, a very smart pitcher, who still has a couple of years left of his prime. He's 30 years old right now, and he should still fetch a lot of great talent in a potential deal. He's not the type of guy that I think the Reds have to uh, sell low on or anything like that. Even though he had a couple of injury troubles this last season, it's not as if teams perceive him to be injury prone. And I don't think it's looking at this situation through Red's goggles to say that they could get a team's top 10 prospect by putting Sonny Gray in the deal and maybe a top 20 prospect on top of that. The second most valuable trade chip that the Reds have is a Eugenio Suarez. Look, neither of these guys really make, I mean, we're not talking about guys that make as much as Joey Votto, but Joey Votto's got a no trade clause, so he's not going to make this list because he would have to waive that in order to be traded to any team, let alone a team that the Reds are trying to get prospects from. So I'm looking at Suarez because he still has prime years left and He's relatively inexpensive when you look at the talent that he brings to the table. Yes, he had a down year, and when you look at his statistics, they weren't great, but 
I think there's a more than reasonable explanation of, hey, look, it was a small sample size and a full season. That probably writes itself. When you go back to 2019, he had an amazing year. So what are we really talking about here? We're talking about a very talented third baseman who brings all aspects of the game to the table. He's got power. He can hit. He can field. And I think he would fetch a decent haul of prospects, easily a top 10, maybe even a top five prospect for Eugenio Suarez and then maybe a couple of mid-level guys as well. And really, that's kind of the point of these trade chips is that the Reds have these cost-effective players who are also super talented. So they should be enticing to teams. It's not going to be straight salary dumps for these guys. These guys can fetch back some interesting pieces as well. Third is Luis Castillo. The only reason that he's not second is because he doesn't make more money. I'm looking at talent as well as the savings and all of that different stuff, which I know advocating for teams to save money is kind of silly. But when we're looking at trade chips and all this other stuff, that's how the Reds are looking at this. Who can we save the most money from and also get the most talent back with? If he made more money, he'd probably be second, maybe even first on this list because he is definitely the most talented dude here as well as the fact that he's still just 27 years old. So he's got plenty of time left with his prime talent, his prime pitching stuff. So it it would make no sense for me to see the Reds make a trade with Luis Castillo that didn't bring back like a top five prospect. Number four, I'm saying Nicholas Castellanos. Look, I know the numbers were down a little bit last season, but again, it kind of falls with a Eugenio Suarez where you can make the case that not only does he still have years left on his prime, but 2019 looked really, really good. And for a bit of 2020, he looked really good as well. And while he isn't inexpensive, he's also not expensive. So I think that his value and the savings that he would bring back to the team are high, probably lowers him a bit on other teams' radars, but I still think you could get probably a top 15 prospect, maybe even a top 10 prospect for him. Number five, this guy's interesting to me because I think we probably value him too much, but I also think other teams are super intrigued by him, and that is Michael Lorenzen. His talent is undeniable. The fact that you can move him all over the diamond, he can play in the field, he can pitch, he can start, he can relieve, all this other stuff, I think that would be very intriguing to other teams and worth a top 15 prospect. And the fact that he's also inexpensive as it were, especially if he proves himself as a starter like I think he can. So my top five trade chips for the Reds are in this order. Number one, Sonny Gray. Number two, Eugenio Suarez. Number three, Luis Castillo. Number four, Nicholas Castellanos. And number five is Michael Lorenzen. Now, I'm not advocating that the Reds trade any of these guys. I'm just listing them in terms of value. I don't want them to trade any of them. I want them to keep them. I want them to add to them. And maybe that's your core. I don't necessarily think of it that way. But as we continue to discuss the core of the team, we will look at that in our next episode. Also want to talk about some impressive performances from a guy who could be vying for that fifth spot in the rotation. No, it's not Michael Lorenzen. It's a guy who's competing against Michael Lorenzen for that fifth spot. We're going to talk about that all on the next Locked on Reds podcast. The way that you don't miss any podcast this offseason, subscribe on whatever platform you're currently listening to. Also, follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and follow the show at Locked on Reds. 
and save the Locked On Reds line number into your phone for comments, reactions, questions, whatever you've got, 513-549-0159. But that's going to do it for us here today. I will talk to you again very, very soon. Let's go, Rex. Hey. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.